Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready for the Christmas period with a free case of craft beer from Beer 52. And right now, listeners can get two extra free beers, making it 10 free beers. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash spurs and just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from New Zealand, South Africa, Korea, and all over the USA and Europe. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option, and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine, Ferment, and a tasty snack. Don't worry, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash spurs to get your case of 10 beers for $5.95. That's beer52.com forward slash spurs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Spurs fans around the world, welcome to another Spurs show. In fact, it's the 600th Spurs show, would you believe? This is the 600th Spurs show. Theo Delaney here in North London. I've got three great guests to enjoy this auspicious occasion. Uh, Coming back, it it must be one of the most, it was almost like the Steve Perriman of the Spurs (laughs) show. Rob White is here. How are you, Rob? I'm fine, mate. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, nice to be here. Yeah. Good to see you, mate. Eleanor Nicola is here. Hello, Eleanor. Hiya. Happy to be here again. (laughs) Great to see you. And Jake Richards is here. How are you? Good, Theo. How are you? I'm very good, Jake. As I mentioned at the end of last week's show, Jake, uh, there's all sorts of landmarks here. It's the 600th show. Jake is the first son to follow in his father's footsteps in as much as his dad, Steve Richards, was on last week. And here he is. But Jake's obviously been on before many, many a time. Um, and there's another landmark, which while I think of it, we should mark, which is today is actually the 70th birthday of the man who actually has played for Tottenham Hotspur more than any other. And what a gentleman he is, because we had him on the live show just a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely top man, Mr. Steve Perriman. I'm going to clap. <laughs> We're all clapping. 
Steve Perriman, the skipper, the man who's got more Tottenham Hotspur appearances than anyone else. But that only tells, that doesn't even tell half the story. What an absolutely heroic and brilliant player he was and what a brilliant man he remains. Now, um, you could probably tell I'm in quite a good mood. I mean, and you can probably guess why. I think the first place we should start on this show, everybody, is the last match we played. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say... For sheer entertainment, it's the best game I've seen in that stadium since it opened. Tottenham Hotspur 2, Liverpool 2 on Sunday. Did anyone enjoy it as much as me? It's hard to imagine. Eleanor, did, did, what did you make of that? I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a great game as in, in terms of football-wise. And we actually put on a show. We actually took the game to them and actually attacked instead of sitting back and, you know, giving what I feel is giving our opponents too much respect. I feel like mm-hmm. we do that a lot where we, you know, we're too scared to go at anyone, you know, just in case we get hurt. But we actually took the game to them. In my opinion, I'm I'm disappointed because I feel like we should have won. So it's like, it's like, yes, we played great. But like, I'm just a bit like, we we had everything and just take our chances and we kill them. Four, four, five, I feel like it could have been in the end had we have killed them off in the first half and just taken our chances. But um, as you say, sheer enjoyment factor. I actually was off my, like, I was, I'm in quarantine, so I'm in my room, but my dad was screaming from downstairs and I was screaming from upstairs. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> it was great. It, it was great. Uh, like, uh, yeah, but we should have, we should have killed them off. And But to be honest, all it is is, Showing that we can actually play like that and going forward, it's nothing but positives. If we play like that against, as we said, we've got Palace or whatever, we will be we'll be winning more games than not. Yeah, I totally agree. It was a funny game because, um, yeah, on good clear-cut chances, we could have won by two or three goals. But there were other things going on. I mean, Harry Kane could could well have been sent off, for example. They had a one or two, <laughs> yeah. at least we had one pretty good penalty shout. I, I actually felt in the end, probably, although we definitely could have won, I felt like a draw might have been the fair result. What did you think, Rob? I'd agree, really, yeah. I think um, I think it was, first and foremost, it was great to feel a bit of passion at a football ground for a change. Um, and it sort of felt like, it, it, I don't know how much, I don't know how much um, work Conte had been able to do in the, in the big gap that we had. But hopefully this was sort of a reflection of, of, of stuff that they'd worked on. There were a couple of instances where there were definitely things. Um, I, I noticed in the first half, there was a couple of things where Kane received the ball quickly from a throw-in and then just without looking, played a central ball to Ndombele. And that was definitely something that they'd 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 worked on. Um, I agree with you. I think if I've got my sort of realistic head on, we gave them, there were two or three really good chances. They're a really good side, Liverpool, but within the first, I mean, Jota had that head of first 60 seconds or first 80 uh, minute and a half. Um, and then Lloris made a fantastic save. Um, but, you know, at the other end, it was really lovely. And I, I think I said to you, I bumped into you coming out the ground and it was absolutely lovely to sort of almost to roll the, the years back and see Delhi, Son and Kane combining again. And it reminded me of, Sort of Pete Potch, really. Yes. Well, that's exactly it. It did remind you of Pete Potch because they were all pumped up and kept, remained pumped up for the for the whole game. Jake, did you ever in your wildest dreams think you'd see not just Deli Alley, but also Harry Winks play as well as that again in the Tottenham show? I don't know, but I had given up. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, I was I was delighted for him because he gets so much stick 
um, for passing sideways and this and that. But actually, he was just brilliant. And I thought it was... Yeah. Um, he was the outstanding player on the pitch, I thought. Especially for mm. that second goal. He got the ball from the back four, pass, move, mm. forwards, and then playing it through to Sonny to get that goal was just... Um, a bit like watching Iniesta. Maybe I'm going too far. Um, but yeah, he was good. Daly Ali was good. Sessignon coming out of nowhere. Don't have much time for him, to be honest, because he's been at the club for three years. He cost 30 million quid. He hardly ever plays. So I'm starting to lose a bit of faith with him. But he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Dyer, I mean, one of the best performances I think he's uh, put in for us sometime. Um, and it just felt like something is happening with us now. Um, and we got a bit of that at Leeds, Brentford, Norwich, because Conte was sort of running the, the, the show from the sidelines, pumped up, the crowd got going, but then it sort of kicked up another gear, albeit only a draw, but that's the best draw um, we've had for some time. Um, yeah, it's really exciting now, and it's just set us up nicely. Hopefully these games happen over the next few weeks with fans, and we can get on a bit of a roll. I mean, you know, we were playing, let's not forget, one of the best teams in Europe by any measure. I mean, they, I think they just won every single game in their Champions League group. And they have been, I mean, people are calling Salah the best player in the world on form this season. They are a serious outfit and we went absolutely toe-to-toe with them. And as we've agreed, as Eleanor said, we could have could easily have beaten them. So, I mean, you know, the, the effect of a manager is so massive, isn't it? And they're so thin on the ground, managers who really, really make a difference. And you, you get one... You kind of think you get one once a generation. So if we've really, I mean, judging by that, a, ma- a really good manager comes in and makes a difference to players where you see them play at c- close to the top of their potential or even exceed previous expectations. And the last two or three managers we've had, if you count, well, let's say the last two main managers in, in the form in the shape of Nuno and Mourinho, they've actually made players play beneath what you, you know, beneath a kind of par. And Pochettino's great. Great strength was he made players excel. And all of a sudden, when you looked at Winks and you looked at Delhi and you look at Dyer, you look at uh, Ben Davis, you look at Sanchez, actually. All of those players have been disappointing for so long. Sessignon, as he said, suddenly, absolutely playing like you've either never seen them before or it was such a long time. I mean, really, honestly, Winks and Delhi Ali haven't played that that well since peak um, Pochettino and probably Dyer hasn't either, I don't think. But it, it can only be the manager, can't it? So you just think, blimey, we really, really could be onto something here. I mean, you don't want to get carried away. I mean, we're Spurs fans after all. But, you know, was, it's interesting. Go on. There, there was, I was just looking, I didn't have time to look today, but... I think somebody might know here. There was talk of um, employing a sports psychologist, um, and it, it, you know, if that was the case, I was um, trying to find out this morning. It, it looked like some of the players have got, uh, well, for Winks and Delhi, for instance, had got back a bit of belief that obviously they had completely lost. So you, you think, well, oh yeah, the manager is responsible for, you know, he brought in quite a big team with him. Um, with Conte, so hopefully, as I said earlier, this is this is sort of a start of things, starting to starting to sort of bear fruition what he's been working at. I think so. I mean, the other big, one of the uh, other sort of issues that's going around. Uh, he gave a press conference today. The good news is that uh, the COVID's cleared up in the camp, and hopefully, they're taking every possible measure to 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 ensure that that stays that we stay COVID clear. The European ban, they did a, he talked about that today, Conte. We were talking about it just before we started recording and he got very animated about how he feels it's unfair that UEFA have chucked us out of Europe. Last week on this show, a few of us 
sort of said to varying degrees that we were quite pleased to be chucked out uh, if we were going to get chucked out of that competition. And a few, few of the listeners, perfectly understandably, uh, took exception to that. But, <laughs> you know, you look at these postponed games that we've uh, got coming up and the, the, the potential fixture congestion, and you, you rather think, even though Conti's making a, a big thing out of how he, he's really upset about it and he wants the chance to play in Europe and everything, you rather think it might be, might be a, a result. What do you think, Eleanor? For me, I would rather be out of it. And I know a lot of people, that's not a popular opinion, I guess. Um, But for me, it's like, I feel like, as we've said, we've got loads of fixtures coming up. I feel like our second team, we have to play our first team because our second team's not good enough. So we're going to have to play our first team in all these games. We obviously want to finish as high as we can in the league. So we've got to play our first team there, obviously, in the league. So you've got all of this coming up. So I feel like, but for us, I feel like, yeah, we need we we kind of need that little bit of leeway in terms of you know keeping our first team fit for you know what what it matters and I know that people say but you need a trophy you need a trophy I would rather go all out for the league cup than win this where we have more games um you know we're not playing very well in it anyway we're not you know we need to bring out the big boys every time it just seems you know, injuries and such. We're risking a lot just to stay in a competition. It's not even like it's going to get the trophy hoodoo off your back because it's not really considered much as it is now. So for me, I would rather go all out for a domestic trophy and the league places. That's that's just that's how I feel. But I understand people will say that they want a European trophy. Yeah, I just don't really see it as a proper European trophy. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say, and, and the evidence completely, you know, backs you up that, the second team isn't good enough. But actually, when you think about it, the last time that that absolute debacle where we lost that game 2-1 with a, with a late loss against a team who were, you know, like basically like a Istomian league team from Slovenia. We had on the pitch that day culpable, really, really dreadful. Uh, Deli Ali was useless that day. Sessignon got himself stupidly sent off and stuff. And actually, you realise that, at, you or you at least rather suspect that the players cannot get themselves motivated in that competition because the same players yeah. went out against Liverpool at the weekend. Do you know what? Yeah, that, that's a good point I hadn't thought about. That makes sense. And then I, I do agree in that terms of like, yeah, the motivation for such competition, they should be able to put in the shirt and give everything for any game. But I understand in terms of like, they're thinking, you know what? Like, it's just that we should be walking walking this competition and we're not. And then that mentality is what's leave, you know, putting you lower and lower and you know you're conceding and doing silly making silly mistakes so I do get that I just think in terms of overall we probably weren't going to win it anyway so it's kind of a blessing in disguise about having to actually lose and get kicked out okay well listen uh, in a minute we're going to talk about uh the big derby in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup it's all coming thick and fast isn't it, against West Ham but let's take a quick break If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike 
find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And welcome back. Uh, by the way, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. And uh, the Spurs show live season ticket events this season have been great so far. We had our brilliant uh, Christmas party, as I mentioned earlier the other week, which was quite something with Martin Chivers, Steve Perriman, Phil Beale, John Pratt, and Big Pat Jennings. That was great. Um, the next one we've got scheduled is with David Plee, who, as we all know, uh, actually, he was the boss of one of the great Tottenham teams, certainly the best Tottenham team I can think of that didn't win anything. And there's plenty of good, plenty of Tottenham teams that didn't win anything after all. Uh, the 87 team, he's with us next. So get in touch about that, season.spurshow.net, if you want to get involved in those, those nights. They're really, really good. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes if you get a moment, because that really helps us. Uh, and next show, by the way, I think it's me again. And I've got Phil Cornwell, Matt Creeley and Jar Wobble. So that'll be good. Now, West Ham we got coming out. West Ham, obviously for them, it's a cup final, as we all know. Uh, and, and even for us, it's a quarterfinal. Um, and this is a, a, a tournament, as is so often the way, where you just think, oh, hold on, we get through here. We could be onto something here. It, given that we've got the wind behind us in terms of momentum, and their, their forms have been a bit stuttery of late, but we, we've got, um, you know, our tails are surely going to be up after Sunday. Can you see us? How do you see this one going, Jake? Huge game. Um, and West Ham have started to stutter, but they've had the weekend off. A lot of it, we just don't know what the team's going to be like because we've got no idea who's got COVID, who's not got COVID. Um, if they put out their full strength team, I suspect that we'll have a few changes um, from Sunday and I think it'll be a very close game. They are a good team. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be touch and go. I think I'm right. It goes straight to penalties at the end if it's a draw. Um, so I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we end up. Penalties. Yeah, I mean, as far as our team news is concerned, Sessignon's got injured, sadly. So he's got it. So just as I was praising him for coming back and not being injured, he gets injured. Again for oh, no, it's, a, it's a massive shame because I agree with you. I thought he looked absolutely great. He looked like what we thought we were getting when we bought him because he's he's a really good, strong, quite a good physical, big presence. He's got pace. He's got all the physical attributes. Plus, he's a really good player. I mean, attacking wise, he was a real threat, wasn't he? Uh, the only other injury for us is Romero, but apparently he's on the mend. He's making good progress, so that's that's very encouraging. Rob, can you see us? Uh, do, do, do you think we're playing West Ham possibly at the right time? Yeah, I think if you'd have asked me last week or if you'd have asked me on the Saturday, even I'd, I'd have said, um, yeah, we're you know I don't want to play West Ham basically. But having seen what we've done, what we did on Sunday, and the performance he got out of us, then I'm actually I'm actually optimistic. I was just thinking on this because. So the North London derby is January the 16th. And I believe the schedule, if we got through the semi-final, is the week before that. So I think that's the Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, sometimes where we've all had seasons where we end up playing, we seem to play Wimbledon about six times a few years ago, or Arsenal seem to play Leeds every other week. You can sort of, you, you, I was thinking this morning, maybe, maybe the fixture gods are looking at that and thinking, North London derby, just semi-final, just before the proper North London derby. So, yeah, maybe it's written that we're supposed to, uh, either that or we beat them in the final. 
I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, well, of course, last time we played them in a League Cup semi-final, they got absolutely annihilated. Indeed. So we can take uh, we can take some some optimism possibly from that. Um, Eleanor, for you, how much do you hate West Ham? I mean, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> I, mean, I hate them probably like so much. You know what? They're getting so big for their boots that I hate them even more. Like it's just like everyone's like, oh, how can you hate that West Ham team? I hate them more that they're nice now. Like I hate them more that people are saying they're likable. Like they yeah. just are oh, everything. Like don't think you're big now. You're nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> like, that's just the way. That's just the way I feel. Um, but yeah, I really want to just put them back in their place. Basically, we're a much bigger club, and we should always act like we are. The fact that we allowed West Ham to finish above us is a disgrace. That's yeah, well, good. yeah, well, it's about a once every twelve year thing, and I uh, don't think it'll happen. Well, I mean, as you say, Robert, up until a week or two ago, they looked like they were, they were just much better than us, and all of a sudden, they, thanks to Conte, it just seems like maybe not. I mean, they're, they're stuttering slightly, um, and of course, if we were to get in the in the semi-finals of this competition, we've got an easy draw in the FA Cup. If we do remain out of Europe, we're very much in the race for top four. And all of a sudden, um, Barney Rone in The Guardian, after what, you know, in his piece on Sunday's game, he concluded a really good piece. And he said, seasons have turned on less. So actually, if this season turns, you look at all those circumstances, you look at the FA Cup, you look at the League Cup, and you look at the league, the race for top four. Suddenly we're back in the we're back in that position, you know, where you are at the beginning of a season when you're feeling quite optimistic, where you think, well, oh, I'd take top four in a cup. All of a sudden, that's not actually an outlandish possibility, is it? Jake, can you see that actually coming true? Yeah, exactly. And actually, Conte's season with Chelsea when they went and won the league, they started really slowly. And then it all clicked. Um, I can't remember the game, but he was playing four at the back and they were getting beaten. I think it was actually at Arsenal. And he changed it at half time to three at the back, and then they won the next 20 odd games on the run. I mean, not quite, but now I'm not saying we're going to win the league. <laughs> uh, and the last time I was on the show, we just won our first three games of the season. And I think we were all saying that Nuno was the uh, Messiah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> let's let's be careful. But if we beat West Ham, um, we're two points behind them in the league with two games in hand. So, you know, we are competitive. Um, we look very good. So, yeah, top four is very much on. And going back to the Europa Conference, I'm just in the camp of we're better off out just because I think it's easy to forget how fun being in the Champions League is. Those European nights uh, at White Hart Lane, even at Wembley and at the new stadium, the few we had on the run to the final were just fantastic. So anything that compromises that, I'm against. Um, and so we need to get fourth. We need to get into that top four. Um, and that's our priority. Now, if we can beat West Ham uh, uh, tomorrow night, great. But for me, top four really has to be the priority. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Do you think you're, would you take uh, top four over any of the other um, possibilities, or would you rather take a trophy? I know it's a bit of a hackneyed old question, the old classic Tottenham question. Are you starting this? I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to rewind and, and go down a philosophical um, route that I've been thinking about. So we're recording this on. Uh, the, the winter solstice, aren't we? And, and winter solstice is about looking looking forward for the light, and that's why we, you know, we we have Christmas lights and, and all of that thing. And I think Sunday gave us like a little chink of light, basically, and a little chink of hope. And we all know what hope can do to us. But um, I, I think, I, well, 
the immediate thing is, is uh, like Ellen has said, you know, uh, if we can beat West Ham in any way, shape or form, I think, yeah, then that would be a great thing. Whether, I don't know whether top, well, I guess the, the commercial and the, you know, what football's become is that top four is so important now, but um, yeah. maybe it's a bit too early to start talking about top four. Yeah, well, it's too. But it could be too early to talk about anything because I mean, if you actually look at the the league cup, if Arsenal beat Sunderland, which is, I don't know why they put that one on the telly tonight, it's the least attractive tie in the whole yeah. round. But that's on. Uh, and then you've got tomorrow: Brentford play Chelsea, Liverpool play Leicester, uh, and we've got West Ham. So if we do get through, we're still going to be in a in a in a, uh, a competition likely to contain Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. So still tough, tough one. Uh, but the form we're on, I mean, you, you know, honestly, after Sunday, you, you fancy us to give them all, any of them a game. That's for sure. I mean, you know, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you uh, don't necessarily pessimistically enter into any game against any of them. I think it would be really nice just to see if, if the players that performed on Sunday, and I think it, there is a conversation here about, you know, a lot of those players, like you said, were involved in the in the European games and just didn't perform. And yeah. that must, as a manager for Nuno, for Jose, for Poch at the end of his um, his tenure, and for Conte, I saw so many so many people talking about the last chance saloon on Sunday, and there must be a better phrase for the last, last, last chance saloon. Um, and it, it will be interesting now to see whether those guys can actually keep, keep the belief up. in the fact that they are decent footballers, really. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, well, anyone who listens to this show regularly will know that I had totally written off Deli Ali. I'd consigned him to David Bentley, Jack Wilshire kind of status <laughs> oh, where, I mean, I just thought it was over for him. I expected him not to even be a professional footballer in two or three years' time, you know? Uh, so that's how big a bloody, that's how much of a last chance. And he, and he actually played as well, well, best I've seen him play for literally three years. Winks, I still I hadn't quite written off, but I'd pretty much written him off at Tottenham. I thought he might resurrect somewhere else. But I'm as a you big said- Winks hater. I, I was not a <laughs> Winks fan. Sideways <laughs> Merchant, that was me. All yeah. He, yeah, like literally. So I was not expecting the performance he put on Sunday. He, yeah, he's, he's he did something very shocking to me on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I rarely seen him ever play better than that. Let never mind for the last oh, two yeah. or three years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One I of think, his best performances. I think people forget how good he was, Winks, under Pochettino and how uh, much Pochettino rated him. And if you remember the Champions League final, Everyone speaks about Kane coming back after two months out injured, but so had Winks and Poch put him straight back in. Um, that's how much he rated him. And also Southgate for England, people forget also a couple of years ago, he was facing the midfield around Winks. So look, there's a player there. Um, I also think, and I think it was noted on Match of the Day 2, which I've watched about six times since Sunday. But uh, <laughs> when, when, when we scored, I think the first goal, Winks just went on his knees and was just, Loving it. And I know, again, it can be a bit hackneyed to talk about passion and uh, et cetera. And, you know, but but let's not also uh, overlook it. And actually having a player who really wants to prove himself at Spurs and has got a manager who seems to be willing to give him a go, you know, that's that's that could be um, could be exciting few months for Winksy. Yeah. I mean, it's really like getting new players when you get Winks yeah. and Delhi playing like Ancesignon and, and even Dyer. I mean, Conti said today that Dyer can be one of the best defenders in the world. If anyone had said that a few weeks ago, <laughs> you'd have laughed your head off. Can, I just, can we just give um, Ben Davis his props as yes. well, please? Because yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. I ne- I know Conte wanted the left playing centre back, and I know it was always going to be a thing. He's going to be playing Davis until we get someone else. That was always my thing, you know. I mean, for me, it was always let's just just go get Pal Torres and just get get a left playing centre back that we could actually play properly. But do we even need another one? I, yeah. I mean. I don't know. At the moment, I feel like Ben Davis is doing exactly what he's being asked to do. Maybe Dyer and Davis were born to play in a back three because, like, I I genuinely am in shock at how well Davis is playing. I never thought Davis would be like this. Dyer, I had seen, I, I was not a fan of Dyer, but under Jose for a little bit, he did show he has got ability. And, you know, I never thought Ben Davis would solidify his centre back position. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he really has, like, I can't complain about performances recent of recent I know we played what Norwich um you know we we haven't played many big teams before Liverpool but he's played very very well on that left side and I'm very very happy to see him actually play well because I feel like he does try and he has been trying he's just not been our first choice ever (laughs) so it's just been great you know, this is obviously a huge tribute to Conte that he's got all these players playing up to their full capacity, but it's also a massive indictment of uh, Mourinho, isn't it? Because he came and he, one by one, almost systematically sat the confidence and quick, the ability that goes with it out of so many players to the extent where we, we'd we lost faith in these players. But if you think you know back what? to Pochettino... Mourinho does that. Mourinho yes. does that. And at yeah. the end of the day, for me, I mean, people, if anyone knows me, I was not a big Mourinho fan, if anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone knows my opinions. But yeah. for me, it's like, what a coach is employed to do is to get the best out of your players. Regardless of how high that ability is, he's employed to get to your highest ability. Yeah. He was not getting to any of our players' highest abilities. And no. people say, oh, he got Kane and Son playing well. I mean, it's not very hard to get two world-class players playing well. Show yeah. me when you can get Ben Davis playing well. <laughs> then I'll rate you as a coach. Yeah. And, and like Conte yeah. is, is, done, is doing that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. already. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, listen, um, we're going to come back for a show later in the week to preview these upcoming league games against Palace and Southampton. But for now, I have to, before we leave this particular uh, edition, our 600th Spurs show, I need, of course, to get predictions from you guys. That is my duty. So, uh, Eleanor, I'm going to ask you first for a prediction of the, for the West Ham game. Oh, I hate doing these. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go oh, 3-1 to us. Love it. Let's, let's go. Let's Rob? go. Let's give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, I would have said three one, but I, maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll go two one. Yeah, yeah. Jake, uh, Tottenham winning on penalties. Ben Davis to get the winner. <laughs> oh, love it! Love right, it. I'm, I'm going to say two nil. I think we'll keep bizarrely. I've got an idea. We're going to keep a clean sheet. Well. That's it for now. We'll be back. The same, this same happy quartet will be back, listeners, later in the week for to preview the league games. But for now, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Rob, Jake, and Eleanor. And uh happy birthday, Steve Perriman. Happy birthday, the Spurs show. And uh kill you, Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co. UK. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.